0: Hey Yak, hope this podcast finds you well. Episode 65, we are rolling down on the end of our long study of God's love. We're here in 1 Corinthians 13 to end it. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you've gotten something from it. A clearer picture of what it's like to love our neighbor to love those that are close to us, to love those that frustrate us. Moving forward, I'll probably put out maybe one quarantine podcast a week. Um, Definitely going to shoot for continuing our Proverbs Tuesday, and maybe as other things come to mind, or we're studying different things through the summer, and maybe through the school year even, um, praying for you guys. But let's, let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right in. First Corinthians 13: If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clinging symbol. and if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to move mountains, remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Now faith, hope, love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. It's really easy to play the compare game here, because in a way, Paul does. He says, love is the greatest of these. But it's a logical fallacy to say that even though you're calling someone the greatest of these, that you're denigrating the others. Paul here is not denigrating faith and hope. What he is doing is he's stressing the supreme importance of love. We know faith is very important. Without faith, one does not receive justification. One does not receive salvation. And one cannot hope to attain sanctification in this life and glorification in the life to come. Without hope, we are left with despair And I would say without hope, we lack union with Christ because it is our union with Christ that produces hope both for his return and for the resurrection. The resurrection. But he elevates love here. He elevates love here. And if you've noticed... Throughout the whole section, that's because that's what the whole section is about. The whole section here is about love. Now, if you remember the early parts of the lesson on 1 Corinthians 13, this takes place within the context of the letter to the Corinthians. And Corinthians is a messed up church, y'all. It's a messed up church. There's sins that are taking place that um, (laughs) we would... (coughs) just be shamed of thinking of that would take place if it happened in our churches today. And Paul is calling out the unbelief and the hypocrisy within the church. And he spends a good part of time calling out the sin. But then he spends his time here calling out what we would consider hidden sins. You know, people come to church all the time. And they... They know the theological answers. They can sing, Jesus loves me, this I know. But they lack love for the bride and therefore lack love for the groom. This is, as you study later on when you talk about the fruit of the Spirit, such a marker of Christian faith. And it is I think one of these things that stands out most clearly to the world you know if we have love, faith and hope exist um, and it demonstrates those things to the world. I just met a we, our pool opened the other week and um we have pool monitors so I always want to make friends with them. Um, They had hard jobs. They got to sit there all day, yell at people who are not following the directions of the pool. Um, A lot of times their job is boring. I walked in the first day, new guys there. We'll call him Jay. And we knew right off the bat, this guy's a cool, cool guy. And even Steven said, as we were leaving, that's my son, he said, I bet he's a teacher. And sure enough, the next time we were at the pool, we asked him, are you a teacher? And he said, yep. He just knew, right, that was his that was his disposition, right? And I had the feeling. I said, I bet this guy's a believer too. And why would I think that? Well, it was the way he loved my kids. It was the way he expressed um, concern and desire, and I'm wanting to know me, my wife, kind of feel, and this guy was a believer. And sure enough, we get to talking, and, and yeah, he's a believer. He's a church guy. And it's it's not, it, it, it didn't shock me, right? Because love was a mark of his character. What shocks me is, this is when people claim Christ, And love is not a mark. And it doesn't just shock me. We know from this section and others in Scripture that it shocks the Lord too. If love is not a part of our character, then we've missed the point. Cling to Christ. Seek to love our neighbors, love our enemies, love those who do us harm. Be patient with them. Be kind with them. Do not think yourself better. Do not be rude with them. Do not be resentful. Do not build up bitterness in your own heart. Do not rejoice when they suffer. But rejoice in truth. Rejoice in truth, especially when there's repentance, reconciliation. Bear things with them. Believe things with them. Hope all things. Endure all things. Those things can only come in the midst of conflict, ironically. I hope you don't stop dwelling on this section of Scripture. I hope this is one that follows you all the days of your life, and both encourages you, disciplines you, um, and calls you to something greater, namely to a God who has done all these things for you. Peace.